Oh, guys, that's right. My name's James, and this, oh, shoot, I already messed it up. Welcome to This Movie's Gay, the only podcast where a straight man is the host. Today, that is. Uh, Corwin did not want to be on this episode. He said, nope, I'm never watching a single episode, a single blink of this content that you want, even though every single list of every single thing I've ever seen that starts out with LGBTQ holiday movies and Christmas specials. It's on every single list. Should it be? I'm iffy on it a little bit, but we'll get into it. It is a celebration of of diversity, though. That's great. Uh, But... I don't know. I rarely host shows by myself. And except like I'm I do a one man podcast, one community podcast talking about Beyblade. Corwin won't even let me get a lick of that out. He's like, no, 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 James. I'm just going to mute it. And somehow he's muting my microphone. I don't understand. He's in a different neighborhood than I am. Somehow clicking a button and it drops my audio out even in the recording so I have to go in and ADR myself it's bonkers it's nuts it doesn't make sense it makes so little sense because it's not true but I have guests today that's the weird thing is like by myself I don't know how to veer into guests this is the first time I've ever done it but we're going to rip that Band-Aid off and hopefully my hairy skin doesn't come with it. Oh, no, I'm bleeding everywhere. Hey, guys, remember that leg thing I have, listeners? I still have it. I need to go to the hospital again. I mean, I guess I should say I need to go to the doctors. It's not a serious issue. Just when I touch it, I go, ow, that hurts. But please welcome in our guests today, I found not just one, the criteria for Corwin was, hey, you need queer representation as guests if you want to do Pee Wee's Christmas special. So I upped him. I doubled the guests and it's in their name. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls. Oh, yeah, it's a spooky Halloween these days. We, or wait, Christmas. Fudge. Uh, <laughs> We have Craig and Steve of It Takes Two to Toku. Hey! Hi there! We are happy to be your tokens. Season's greetings. It takes two to token. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> How are you guys this beautiful month? Uh, we're good. Radiant. We're getting, yeah. you know, typical 2020 ridiculousness. Yep. Yeah, uh, getting getting ready for the holidays. Pushing it right out the door as best we can. Get 2020 out of here. But, uh, yeah. Doing pretty well. Are you guys breathing in uh, in strangers' faces? Absolutely, breathing, coughing, mm-hmm. licking, mm-hmm. sneezing, Con- congregating in large, unwise numbers. Yes, not true. By the way, not true. Not true. <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh, okay. Not true. No, yeah, we don't like people generally. So, twenty twenty's kind of been like your heaven. Am I right? <laughs> Seven minutes in heaven, but like three hundred and sixty-five minutes times. However, minutes are in an hour. 60. <laughs> 60. But the, that's also, f- you said minutes, not days. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work. That Rent song, do you guys know it? Yes. Yes, yes. I am aware. So then let's, let's, oh, no, no, I'm saying, do you guys know the lyrics? Because I was uh, going to like, let's break uh, down. Uh, no. 500, 25,600 minutes. Okay. I think that's, it must I, be in a year. Uh, points. Yes. Very nice. There you go. <laughs> We figured out how many ye- minutes are in a year. <laughs> Yay. I'm go gonna us. Got to write that down. Mm-hmm. We just earned our uh, our token points. Token we're, points. We're allowed to be on this podcast now. No, I mean, st- I mean, like, you don't need to keep <laughs> saying it like that. <laughs> Sorry. Even though I did say, like, it's the criteria. But Corwin <laughs> said I could, I would have had to put this on Patreon and called yeah. it just James Watches Pee Wee. And then. <laughs> We're uh, changing your Instagram name right now to It Takes Two to Token. Oh, all right. Do it, guys. Do it. <laughs> Probably after this comes out, so then you can direct people to say, hey, if you want to know why we changed uh, it. Perfect. But speaking of tokusatsu, uh, uh, there there is a reference to tokusatsu in this show, but we'll get into that later. But let let the audience know, why do you call yourself that kooky name? <laughs> 
So every Monday we watch uh, Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, whatever the season is at the mm -hmm. time. And Steve texts me one day. I had been wanting to start a tokusatsu fan page, like Twitter and Instagram. And so Steve texts me one day to say that he has uh, the Super Sentai and Kamen Rider episodes ready for that night. And he says, you know, it takes two to toku, just off the top of his head. And I, you know... <laughs> Instantly knew that that had to be our name. I got like every screen name available, and I've been, uh, yeah, he was mercilessly, mercilessly marketing us ever since. <laughs> yeah, he did not know what he got himself into when he said that. Do you guys have a fudge? I can, I can never to do this joke. I cannot ever remember the name. I always want to say Raya, but I know that's the celebrity dating app. The one where all the conservatives were going. Do you guys have It Takes Two to Toku on that yet? <laughs> Not yet. <gasps> we should. We, we got to get on that. That's a wow. Uh huh. It'd be a whole other market. Oh, do you guys know what the name that, of that is? It was, uh, I forget. It was some lady. It was a girl name, right? Like some. Uh, Kristen. Like, Something I know it's like not that. Kristen. Or like the, the married people cheat on their wives, right? No, no, no. Oh, no. That's. Farmers, uh, State Farmers. Farmers, State Farmers. <laughs> Madison. Yeah, you're thinking of Ashley Madison. You remember when all like your conservative oh. family members were like, "Oh, I'm going uh, fuck Facebook. I'm going oh, over to parlor. this place." Parlor. Okay, yeah. there we go. You get a parlor account. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley Madison was the woman. So that's what I was there, right? And the book. They had the book. Yes, with all yeah. the names in the book. Uh, parlor. Right. We did not start a parlor account yet. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, since parlor champions themselves of oh you can say whatever you want on here uh -huh. they probably don't have like a cyber bullying or like even a harassment thing so i've been thinking about getting a marshland monster account on there and just uh -huh. spamming like just like big dick porn on all like all these conservatives uh pages uh, -huh. uh but then i'm like well people will be like why does marshland i mean fuck no one's gonna do that i am a I'm a blip on the map that is the internet. So I think I could do this. You really want to yeah. push buttons. You only post pictures of them that lean to the left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right there. Yeah. With just the bluest balls you've ever seen. <laughs> and right before they come, they say, you're riding this blue wave. And then splashes everywhere like the cover of meet the deedles a blue wave nicole that movie has to be uh, have you guys ever seen meet the deedles no what is that oh wait you i was gonna say but you've heard nicole and i talk about it all the time i'm mostly speaking sentai yeah yeah, yeah. what is it it's a show or a movie that disney put out back in I think like 1997 maybe. And I, I saw it as a kid, maybe at my Nana's house, but the only thing I ever remembered was the poster had the two leads on it with like their hairs were done up like tsunamis, but bright blue, like they were huge waves. So I've always had that in my head, meet the Deedles. And it's on Disney plus. <laughs> I think Nicole and I, or I, think I'm going to get high tomorrow and watch it. Yes. Uh, but I really want to also not get high because, one, I'm straight edge, but this year, come on. And two, I want to watch this clear-minded so I can be like, yeah, this is great, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be influenced. Right. But that movie is clearly demonstrating the blue wave to come. <laughs> yeah, it is. In Deedle form. Yeah. There you go. And that's why uh, I keep saying meet the Deedle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> th that's what it is. <laughs> so, guys, what's... Can I just say one more thing about Parlor? Yeah, oh, what's what? up? I'm going to start the It Takes Two to Toku Parlor <laughs> account, and I'm going to be like, there's not enough white people in this tokusatsu. <laughs> they won't even know. I'll, I'll totally blend in. And then we hit them with the dick porn. Yeah. Uh, earn their trust, followed by dick porn. If I were to start posting raps on there, it would be a bunch of people saying, now I normally don't like rap music, but I actually think this guy's good. <laughs> Well, you, you got to make sure that you have your picture there too, so they know that you're you're, you're okay. You know? Yeah, I. You know what I mean. Uh, there have, I think, 
I, like I don't describe myself as a white rapper, but uh-huh. I think if you were to hear me, you'd be like, "Wow, well, yeah, that person they rap well, but obviously white." <laughs> because of the subject matter and just my not smooth cadence. But there was one person back in high school, and when I I believe I told Nicole this, they said, oh, man, when my friends who I rapped with, when they were one of their friends were like, yeah, when whenever they would say, oh, we're hanging out with Marshland Monster, and then I'd listen to your music, I just always thought you were black. And then Nicole, I believe, was like, who would think that? That that makes no sense. You're rapping about Get Fuzzy, the comic from the Sunday paper. (laughs) Why would anyone think that you are not white? (laughs) That's hysterical. But guys, let's start transitioning over into our film today. A little on the nose, Uh but all right. What what is your guys' experience with Pee Wee Herman or Pee Wee's Playhouse? Uh, recreational at best. I think it was on when I was a kid. It was always like that Saturday morning show or I think it was on Saturday mornings anyway. But that was the kind of what the hell is this? But like in kid mind, you're not thinking in like adult language, but it was like the kid mind was still like, what the hell is this? I think it was so random and sporadic and hyper and kinetic. And it was just, I don't know, it was it was something it kept your attention because you had no idea what the hell was happening or what was coming next so that was my experience with it uh we watched it growing up I, so i'm the youngest so i you don't when you're the youngest you don't have like a ton of say over what you're watching on tv so i would like it but then we never got to watch it much because i kind of got overruled yeah. but then the movie came out Wee's big adventure and that was like an elevated version of the tv show like legit like really good and like older kids liked it and were burton, allowed right? to like it yeah it was tim burton yeah. uh-huh so then kind of Pee Wee got cool in our house and we, we actually quote a lot of the lines from Pee Wee's Big Adventure because we all enjoyed it so much. That was like the one thing we could agree on. So Heck yeah. I'm, I'm more of a Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Actually, I know more about that than I do like the regular TV show. After Transformers the movie, my parents refused to ever take me to a kid's movie again oh, because yeah. I was in tears at Transformers. <laughs> like, there's no way we're taking you to Pee Wee. Uh, <laughs> that was it. The death of Optimus Prime uh, ruined the afternoon. And yeah, Pee Wee was a no-no. Okay. So I had to get work to come on TV. I was wondering like, okay, what was he crying about? Because it was so amazing because it was so bad. I forgot that Optimus dies in it. I've never seen it. Spoiler, spoiler. You just said it's from like eight. It's from like 87, isn't it? 86. Uh If it was a plot point in an episode of the Goldbergs, it's okay to spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is how I know Optimus Prime died in Transformers. You, didn't you never saw the, the trauma? Movie? No. You didn't, you didn't suffer oh the trauma? God. The kids in the theater were crying and it was like in mass, like just wailing and gnashing of kid teeth. It was really, it was something. Well, you're more of a Beast Wars uh, guy, right? Yeah, I was. I was going to um, say my childhood trauma is my friends dying in a car accident. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Nicole in the other room. Uh, no, my child, like, watching something was in Final Fantasy VII. Hey, uh, if you guys are playing... Yeah, okay, you guys already know what's going on. I don't need yeah. to say it. Yeah. Which, that that's a thing that you can't spoil anymore because if people never played the original, they'll start playing the remake oh. and eventually, I'm guessing it would get there. Right. Oh, no, it will. And I would say that Final Fantasy VII, def- I know the part you're talking about, and for me, because I had played, I was a Sega kid before I bought my PlayStation, I had Fantasy Star 2 on Sega Genesis. And that's a, I don't know how many people know it or if they know it at all, but there was a very similar play that uh, uh, it played out very similarly where you had this event occur and you were mm-hmm. like, the floor dropped out from under you. So when Final Fantasy 7 came along, I was like, it instantly reminded me of that game because I'd already kind of been <laughs> through that. But yeah. Final Fantasy VII was amazing. They did it so much more cinematically. You know how sometimes I've heard people keep save points at pivotal cut scenes that like or music like, oh, my God, I love this music. My brother had a save at that specific point just to play to torment me. 
because he knew I hated. Uh, I was like, it's so sad. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. Happy birthday to him. It's his birthday on the day of this oh, recording. Right. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yes. Patrick, if you're listening, you're probably not. I want to wish you, I think, a happy 30th. Wow, you old bitch. (laughs) 30's not old, guys. Okay, so Pee Wee with me, though, I don't know how it became such a huge thing in my family. My guess is that maybe my dad, because he's really into Cheech and Chong, knew Paul Rubens because he's in the second movie as a stand-up comedian and doing the Pee Wee Herman like bits with him. Maybe then he saw like, oh, he has a children's show. We'll we'll turn this on for the kids. But my brother, sister, myself, my mom, and my dad all love Pee Wee's Playhouse. And it, I, I was just like, oh, ev- it's unanimous. Everyone in the world who was alive <laughs> during this time loves this show. It's so, because, uh, and you could tell from the movie that and I, I don't want to get into the movie, but I'm just like, as, as a general thing, that mindset clearly that was like the top of the game right there. I yeah. Think, for the show yeah. At that point, so you probably weren't wrong in that thinking because if you consider like all the involvement with that that special, how many people were involved, it was clearly reaching a large audience. So it must have had a very similar effect on many households, I'm saying. Yeah, and then people who I would, you know, in high school and just school in general, and then like Lissa Sear, a rapper who I am friends with, she also loves it, at least to my knowledge. I'm pretty sure she does. So I was like, oh, everyone loves this. It's great. And then moved to Chicago I find out Nicole doesn't like it. I find out Corwin, but it's it's because they're like it's so creepy. It's so creepy. I think creepy. I know the set design. I wrote down in the notes mm-hmm. in this show, in this special. This show is so fucking cool. It mm-hmm. just has this feeling of warmth to it of maybe this is nostalgia kicking in. I don't know, but It just, no, it can't be because the set design to be there to see it would have been so cool that Mm -hmm. it feels lived in. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also to the fact that every single item of furniture, of decor talks. It is a character. There's Mm -hmm. so much packed into this little set that how do you not just say, wow, man, that's cool, but no. Two of my friends are like, that's creepy. <laughs> what are their feelings on, if you consider just these two friends, Fraggle Rock? What is their take on Fraggle Rock versus Pee Wee's Playhouse? Nicole, what's your thoughts on Fraggle Rock? I never watched it. She never watched it. Mm. Oh, my goodness. To me, that was creepy. <laughs> Fraggle Rock was creepy. I thought Dinosaurs was a little creepy. Dinosaurs was creepy. That was, yes, creepy, that yeah. was creepy. But that's but, because I knew they the, they were like full-size puppets waltzing uh, around. Uh, Muppets, I, think, I should say. I think I saw Secret of Nim before I saw Fraggle Rock. Or um, what was it? Was it Secret of Nim? Not Secret of Nim. What was the one that they just redid on Netflix? Dark Crystal. Dark, Dark Crystal. Crystal. I had just seen Dark Crystal. And then my friend had HBO and Fraggle Rock was like the thing. And then it was I like, oh, I don't know. It was, Dark Crystal and all this. I was expecting like the one those monsters to come out of nowhere and start yeah, eating yeah. the fraggles. So <laughs> I've, I've never seen Dark Crystal. It's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> My friend MC Deep swears by it. He's like, this is do. A lot of yeah. people do. But again, is it nostalgia? Like the way you view the set from the show, is it nostalgia or is it legitimately genius? I mean, I think the, the argument can be made both ways. Also yeah, I, I think artistically this set is genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of, I think it's that San Francisco vibe to it that uh, a previous movie we watched, uh, what was it? Oh my, uh, Vegas in Space. That had a, yeah. like, I get the same feels from this show that I do from that movie. And mm-hmm. I think that's why... <laughs> Corwin must be like, James, we, we got to watch some high art stuff. We can't keep watching this campy BS. Yes, it has a place, but it can't be the only thing we watch on this. Can't it? 
Can't it? I don't High know. High art's overrated. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's... Uh, yeah, let's me. let's get into this. Uh, hey, you guys have maybe listened to the show. As you know what's coming up, the guest always gives a summary of this, what we watched. Okay, all right. So this was... What was it? Christmas holiday with Pee Wee Herman? What was the official name of it? I think it's Christmas at Pee Wee's Playhouse. Christmas at Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. So basically it's just Pee Wee getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, starting off with a long list of wants to Santa. Poor Conky overloaded with Pee Wee's demands. Yes. 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 Yeah. He has this crazy list and the, the envelope is like the size of him that he has to send to, to Santa Claus with his wish list. And basically, all these guest stars come and basically teach them the meaning of Christmas. Exactly. In a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And other holidays as well. There, there's a Hanukkah cameo. There's yeah, yeah. a Feliz Navidad cameo. Uh-huh. There, uh, you know, I, you know, for its uh, wackiness, it had a few points. Yeah. It, it touched on the holidays more cool. so than the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, Corwin <laughs> would appreciate the diversity. <laughs> I think. He always likes to uh, give a shout out to the diversity when it's included, so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think he'd appreciate that. And along the way, a a litany of cameos from people that I can't believe had anything to do with that show. (laughs) I was surprised how many many people were on there, and and, um, there were a few funny moments, like Uh, legit funny moments, that I was like, oh my gosh, this is a kid kid show. Uh But uh, yeah, that was... Mm. One of my favorite moments was when Miss Yvonne, I believe that's her name, Uh, she, and oh, her outfit is amazing. (laughs) She has her hair done up like a Christmas tree, and then her dress is flawless. Guys, please search that. It's amazing. But she's in like a dress skirt. And mm-hmm. after she's done talking to Pee Wee, which she was, she, she like kissed him. And then they're, they're like, oh. She had the mistletoe in her hair. On, on oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then she like, everyone's like, oh, come over here, Miss Yvonne. And then Pee Wee <laughs> says, oh, help me out before you make out with the entire playhouse. Yeah, and... make out with the entire playhouse. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the, uh, the floor, well, who yep. was it? The, 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 the floory was like, you could stand over me. Yes. And... <laughs> what? Super kinky. Super. Nicole like, thinks the floor is creepy. And I'm like, no, he's a fun guy. He's always got wood. Ooh. <laughs> oh, come on. No, but, but yeah, when he said, come on, you're going to make out with the whole room. It was like, um, eight-year-olds are watching this. I don't know. Maybe seven-year-olds. I had a VHS copy of this for as long as I could remember. So I was probably like four watching this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't uh, – the only thing that is stuck into my head is, of course, him working the yo-yo. I'm a yo-yo uh-huh. kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was... And the Feliz Navidad. The, those are things that were ingrained into my head. And <laughs> things that that popped out were Magic Johnson. I, I They go into the magic screen. And uh-huh. a, there's also a funny thing, like Magic Johnson's there, and Pee-wee's like, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I'm cousins with Magic Screen, because it's Magic Johnson, Magic Screen. Right? <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's funny. And, like, the height difference when he's standing there, like, all you see are, like, yeah, he's not the even hips and yeah. maybe the top of his, the, the end of his hands. And he's like, oh, it's Magic Johnson. And it's like, oh, is it? And then it was. It was like, oh, that is pretty magical. <laughs> <laughs> Differential was a little awkward when Magic Johnson comes on screen and he's at one height and Pee Wee is sitting at another height and Pee Wee's eye level is at a certain level on Magic Johnson. I'm just going to leave it at that, but it was a little awkward there. I didn't know it was going to happen for a minute. This is a wholesome show. <laughs> Not Pee Wee, but Sorry. this movie's gay is very wholesome. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing untoward. The uh, they get in the sleigh and I'm like, I think they're gonna get chased by a polar bear, and then they do. So all these things were popping out of my head. All these dreams are coming true live, right? Like it's it's amazing. It's yeah, like, yeah, we're just keeping up. <laughs> it's so much so that I do want to try and find a VHS copy of this because I remember the the box of it being very elaborate. So mm-hmm. hey guys. Check the description. There's a P.O. box if you want to send me that, <laughs> audience. 
All right, but let, let's let's get into notes if you guys want. And yeah, yeah. Uh, right away, they show the playhouse in winter time, and I love things that you normally see in summertime turned into winter. It's mm. things like uh, there's always been a very big push from fans to get Friday the 13th movies to take oh. place during the winter. Oh, that would be cool. Because it, it truly would just alter the entire uh, feeling and you could do so much more like, oh, we can see the tracks. Oh, we can see blood in the snow. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It'd just be yeah. great. Play with the whole quiet from a snowstorm. Uh, yeah. It's, oh, I like that. I've never heard that idea before. That is really cool. I think when they were working, trying to figure out what Jason X would be, is mm. that someone had pitched Jason in the snow is what people say. <laughs> but that never happened, of course. It needs to happen. And then, like, Phineas and Ferb going into snow, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, even going into the fall is, like, the color palette changes. And you're, it just is, it's so great, guys. If, you, yeah. if you're working on a summer thing, throw it in the winter. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. What you guys got? I have one. The so one of the lists, one of the items that Pee Wee has on his Christmas list is, and I quote, "One of those dolls you fill up with the goopy, goopy stuff." And I, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that because Stretch Armstrong. It is not a Stretch Armstrong. I'm sorry. It is something untoward. Guess what, guys? I have that same exact note down. <laughs> Very and nice. What Great was your take? What was your takeaway on it? Was is is it? No, I was thinking it might have been one of those dolls that you feed and then it poops in a diaper. <laughs> no, it's one of the stretchy dolls. It was one of those back. But, okay, no. I, I, no, I mean, I know what a Stretch Armstrong is. Right, but I like, had one. Gross or dirty. Why? Because that you fill up with the goopy goopy oh, stuff. If you buy yeah. a Stretch Armstrong, you already buy it with the goopy goopy stuff pre-installed. <laughs> well, then you're thinking you don't Paul install. Rubens. You're not thinking Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> It's not Paul Rubin's Christmas holiday <laughs> spectacular. All right. Or was it? Uh-huh. I don't know. Okay. What do you got? Um, let me see. Oh, so what were we talking about? We were talking about notes. Notes. Um, <laughs> all right. I think I would. Okay. Now, Jombie and Zordon. Oh. Is there a connection? I don't know. I was getting a little like, especially when, when Jombie gets a little like uppity. He kind of sounds like Zordon. It's like, here we to the command center. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, and in the Jombie scene, when you when you see the corridor that Jombie's box is in, yeah. on the wall, it's blurred. But there is an Ultraman and, like, I think a Go-Ranger in the oh, back. Yeah. Oh, oh, is this what you were that. talking about before? Yeah. The connection didn't see that, oh, but there was like a, a distinct like I don't know there was something going on there. Yeah, uh, maybe that must have been like subconscious. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, well, it couldn't have been subconscious because so, I mean, maybe Saban was working on the like original iteration of Power Rangers uh, five years be. before. It came yeah, out, yeah. Maybe I don't know. It was it was out there in the universe, and <laughs> they picked up on it. Saban just grabbed hold and uh -huh. rode that horse to the bank. Guys, if you want to see some like odd sub, like early Saban productions, watch Samurai Pizza Cat. Yeah, yeah. Samurai Pizza Cat. It's we watched the Christmas special because we've been watching uh, a Christmas special every single night, and uh, luckily th this worked out perfectly because Pee Wee was last night, so I was like, oh, uh, I'll have it watched. But yeah, yeah. The Samurai Pizza Cat one is so bonkers saban did like music on it he produced it it was a saban brand it's not so <laughs> but is it canon that's the question is it canon with what like uh <laughs> I don't know. Is it just <laughs> no i don't okay. think so oh i guess like technically beetleborgs and uh masked rider are canon with power rangers uh -huh. yeah but yeah. like is VR Trooper? Maybe Samurai Pizza Cat's what Mask Rider watches, maybe, when he's not, you know, fighting crime. Right? It could be. Yeah. Probably. Okay, back. I'm sorry, back to the notes. I'm sorry. You were saying. Um, Cher's scream at the <laughs> secret word was perfection. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No! No! 
The orphanage cartoon was super depressing. Yes. I know it had a quote unquote happy ending, but still super depressing. I and parts of it I don't know if would play well today when Pee Wee tells Grace Jones, get back in the box. Oh yeah. Grace Jones, get back in the box. That part I was just I don't think it I took it as offensive or anything. It's just absurd. It was absurd. I and mean, that's the whole I think that's the perspective in prism you have to watch the show through. Because but would they make this show today? I think they would, but it would just be on Adult Swim. Yes, it would have to be Adult All Swim. Right. Yeah. Which okay. it Adult Swim picked it up and started rerunning uh old oh, yeah, episodes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, <laughs> but the absurdities were the best part. And I think uh, if I may. Yeah. Dinah Shore. <laughs> it was probably that, my favorite part. Dinah Shore and her 49 Days of Christmas or whatever that song was. That that was and it went on and on and on. And the very last scene was her asking, you know, basically, is he alive? But because she's speaking to, am I spoiling it if I jump to oh, the no, end? Oh, no, no, go for it. Oh, okay. So when Pee Wee's listening and he's about into the 17th day of her song, he sets up a dummy with, a, a you know, a, a it looks like his face and he leaves the booth so that they can't see each other because they were, you know, she was broadcasting the song live to him apparently. And at the very, very end of the episode, when you think it's all over, she comes on, she goes, Pee Wee, hello? Hey there. (laughs) After like 99 days of Christmas, it was ridiculous. It was just one of the funniest takes because it was so brief and so like in and out. That was was good. All right. And I'm pretty sure that mask of Pee Wee was just a Halloween mask, like that was produced. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. The Del Rubio triplets. I have questions. Oh, yes, questions. Their their skirts were minuscule, mm-hmm. but also were they famous at the time, or were they a Pee Wee character? Does anyone know? Oh, they are extremely famous are in they? the sense that novelty famous. They were uh, on. Like Full House, every, pretty much every eighty sitcom they were on. Like the oh, oh, uh-huh. yeah. And which, because I was like looking through every single guest to be like, uh, just trying to research a little bit on each yeah, one. Yeah. And yeah, they they have a huge long list of hey, we're we are playing ourselves on these shows, and uh, then. Yeah. It kind of crescendoed to, hey, they were on the Pee Wee's Christmas special. That's the crescendo? I think so. And then you were on Full House, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay. But it's the Christmas special. All right, fair. But (laughs) but they were outside in those short, short, short skirts. Tiny. Yeah, no, that that was, um, yeah, very, oh, oh, it's up to me now. Um, What was with all the fruitcake? (laughs) <laughs> someone, someone was traumatized in the writer's room. One of the writers, and I think it was Paul Rubens and somebody else who wrote this, but it was certainly a point of trauma for someone <laughs> conceiving that script. I don't know. So uh, we talked about this on Pissmas. Uh, go I listen. Didn't, we didn't listen to that yet. Wait, wait. No, I, I um, something leaked about that. <laughs> but go ahead. I was trying to figure this out because it's also a thing on that Zio special. Of fruitcakes being terrible and being Uh heavy. So I was starting to think like maybe they – in the Depression, fruitcakes might have been very prevalent. And then people's grandparents or even parents who lived through the Depression, these children who are now writing these shows in the 80s and Uh 90s might Uh be like, oh my – we hate this stuff. <laughs> I did research on why it might be hated as much as it is. Mm-hmm. If you home make a fruit cake and you do it properly, it will be very good. But people started mass producing them and the shelf life of them are, is so extremely long. And when you mass produce it, it ends up being very dry because you don't the, they don't properly do the 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 fruit within. So it dries out the bread because the fruits suck up the the moisture within the breading. And this makes uh, because of how prevalent they were on all of these uh, these mass productions. People are like, oh, these suck. They are terrible. We don't like them. And I think it's just this weird shared consciousness among 
individuals who grew up in like the 60s. Wow. That is some deep digging Trump. right there, man. I, I appreciate fruitcake on a whole new level now. <laughs> Nuts to that. All right. So, uh, yes, your turn. I might, James, what are, what are you Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You, you take a turn. I put down, oh, I wish the playhouse interior was decorated with Christmas, but then, of course, we, we get oh. it, yeah. which is great. I'm like, yes. Uh, what was, the whoopee bit was so <laughs> funny. That's great. Because whoopee gets on the, I forget what they call it, the the television the, phone. Yeah. yeah, right. The same one that Dinosaur was uh, later. Yeah. yeah. And... Whoopi's like, oh, I, I would really like to be on the Christmas special. It'll be great. And then Pee Wee's like, hey, I told you, two years. And then she's like, <laughs> uh, and he's like, maybe in two years when we do it. Maybe, maybe. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. I just, I really love it. It's great. Uh, but hey, I'll see you in two years. And Pee Wee goes, maybe. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I, if I may. Go ahead. Okay. Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon. Those poor put-upon souls. (laughs) Meanwhile, we're getting the title that says Pee-wee's Playhouse, and it's Pee-wee's Sweatshop. Because he's making them make a thousand Christmas cards with potatoes and Christmas tree stencils. And Annette Funicello never, never not smiles. She was always... As radiant as ever. As ever. What the hell is she doing on the show? <laughs> but, they were there for like the full duration yeah, of filming. Like, like the guest stars, you could tell, came in for like 10 minutes or whatever they had yeah. to do. They were there like the whole time. The and whole time. She was chipper and upbeat <laughs> and perfection. Absolute perfection. She was my, uh, yeah, like probably one of the fav- my favorite celebrities on that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Nicole. Uh, it takes two to Toku says, hey, Nicole. Hey, did you guys get your Christmas gift yet? No, not yet. Okay. There's supposed to be a package delivered today, <clears throat> but then I think the snowstorm delayed because we got a we got Whoa. like a foot of snow last night, so I think it yeah. delayed it. Oh, we haven't man. had a foot of snow in about five years. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been a while. So, okay. So hopefully tomorrow we'll get it. I miss loving the snow because it's all. I'm always afraid of leaks now. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, even in the trailer that I lived in, it would leak only in my rooms and <laughs> it, always during the winter. But uh, the oh, the Christmas card thing with the potato. Yeah. I did that as a kid because of this special. Oh, no way. Does it work? I, I uh, probably I mean, it works, but I probably wasn't artistic enough to make it look good. Uh-huh. I'm sure it looked great. I'm sure it was amazing. No, I was a child. It didn't. <laughs> Frankie, I'd be proud. You would be proud of you. Find a child's artwork that is good, <laughs> and I will I will then show you a parent who is doing their child's artwork. <laughs> uh, I I only have a few more notes. The fire the fireplace stockings are just so cute. Everyone in the playhouse, every character wow. has their own stocking and the size of them are dependent on the actual size of the the character. Wow. Yeah, Randy's stocking was like tiny. Yeah. And then Pee-wee's was big as hell. Oh, oh he had yeah. a right and left. He had a right and left stocking. Yeah. <laughs> of course. That's the right one. Here's the left one. I'm sorry, that's a horrible voice. <laughs> I I put down Pee-wee as a Christmas card tyrant. <laughs> yes. Thank you. He is. And I like uh, when Pee-wee starts hearing uh hearing sleigh bells, sleigh bells, and the male lady says, That means you've had too much eggnog. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> When they're talking about Christmas in Mexico and talking about the piñata, Pee-wee pretty much just says, you guys get to break shit for Christmas? Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, well, Vandal, he's ready to go. He's like, yes, I'm, give me that stick. And him just swinging violently blindfolded in the background. Well, okay. Um, we, should, we have something for that. Yes, yeah, we yeah, do. When we're done with notes, we'll uh, we'll get into our, uh, our little theory. Bit. Yeah, theory. Yeah. Okay, then we we see the meaning of Christmas, which is done through a video, I believe, on the magic screen, and it's a it's it's a children's pageant. Uh And Nicole and I were like, "Why a children's pageant?" (laughs) For the fourteen seconds of Christ Uh Child, yes, yes, yeah, obligatory, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think Nicole was like, "Oh, in the Bible it says two children." 
they couldn't find a room at the end and then had a child themselves. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've read the good book. And then finally, he's been getting... Oh, I was paraphrasing what Nicole was saying, uh, not what the, the Bible says. <laughs> so he's getting all of this fruitcake, and yes. he gets one last one, and they're, they're like, oh, you already got one? Uh, do, do you want something else? And he's like, no, I found another purpose for it. Then opens up a wall and he said, I'm making a new addition to the playhouse made from the bricks of fruitcake. But yes, there are two sexy, sexy masons just laying brick and later they'll be laying some pipe. Uh-huh. Yeah, the first one was in this tank top that was like, oh, man. And then this, the scene, second can't, one, this scene can't get more scandalous and then enters <laughs> from the ladder above enters the one completely shirtless. Yep, completely shirtless. Uh-huh. Bathed in coconut oil. <laughs> the coconut oil of the season uh-huh. glimmering with the hope of Christmas. Well, uh-huh. he, he, the one on the ladder, it, he has no shirt on because heat rises. Oh, that's true. We had to put the AC on. <laughs> or just open a window. Because yeah. it's winter no, no, outside. No, that, that was a brick house. I mean, he was making that fruitcake. Uh, it was pretty solid. I didn't oh. see any windows in that scene. Were there? Yeah, I don't know if it was I, uh, compliant. I, I yeah. think there was like a stained glass window, like in a church, wasn't there? <laughs> of course. The church of fruitcake. Wow. Mm. I'll kneel at that altar. Hey. Man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I think those are all my notes. All right. All right. So we have compiled the list of the top 10 gayest things about Christmas at Pee Wee's Playhouse. We'll start with a few honorable mentions. We got guest stars mm-hmm. Cher, yes. Little Richard, yes. Katie Lang, Grace Jones, mm. Zsa Gabor, yes. and Charo. The, the gayest cast list yeah. on the face of the planet. And hearing them all announced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So number 10, top 10 gayest uh, moments of Christmas at Pee Wee's Playhouse. Number 10, Pee Wee saying he's going to get his chimney expanded. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, number nine would be Billy Baloney. And that's all I have to say about that. That is a puppet. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that you work with your hands. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Number eight, Katie Lang's Elvis Liberace Winter Ensemble. Good. <laughs> my, my, note, my note for that was Katie Lang interesting choices. All around interesting choices. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we have number seven, which is Pee Wee's Pinata Scene. Which is after they were singing about the um, using the pinata Feliz Navidad. They had that, and um, basically, it was I took it as a metaphor for Paul Rubens' life because there's Paul Rubens in the dark swinging his stick around. You know, maybe he'll hit it. Maybe he won't. I'm just thinking. <laughs> you know, later on in that movie theater, you know that. Number six, <clears throat> Cowboy Curtis's hair. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeehaw. Uh, number five, thank you, Hans. Pee Wee's male ice skating stunt double. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Hans. Hans. Very yeah. Hansy. Uh huh. All, right, uh-huh. all right, number four. Uh, number four. The all-male mili- uh, military chorus from the beginning. Just all right, uh, where are we now? Three. Number three, uh, Joan Rivers for The Block. Such the a, s- such a quick <laughs> cameo from her. Yeah, it's, quick, yeah. it's Joan Rivers, so that's why she has such a high spot. Because, yeah, yeah. Come on, Joan come Rivers. On, Joan. Uh, number two is the construction workers in the, uh, the fruitcake extension. That's number two? That's number two. Number two. And, and the number one... Gayest moment of the Pee Wee's Christmas was the opening roll call. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Every single name with all those single headshots was probably the gayest thing ever. Because if you listen to that list of names, yeah, you're gay. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Every edition comes with a free coming out letter that you can submit to your relatives or loved ones. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Save you the trouble. Well, thank you for doing. That's our top ten list. Yeah, that's our top ten. Hope list. you guys liked it. If, if we missed any, feel free to uh, submit a comment. Uh, Skewer us publicly. Yeah, on, exactly, yeah. on Twitter, it yeah. takes two to token. <laughs> you said that you were like, "Can I ask you a weird question?" Oh, yeah, yeah. We okay. Coming up, so. <clears throat> question for the audience if you were in uh say peewee's playhouse or or the uh the, the castle from beauty and the beast if you were a, a talking inanimate object what would you be and why and if you need a, a, an answer a, a minute to think about that we'll, we'll give our answers i would be uh lampy so i'd be an inanimate uh talking lamp that way every time i light up everyone thinks i have a good idea all right. Uh, well, I'm so wholesome. Wholesome. <laughs> well, get ready for shallow. Here comes shallow. I I, I would be uh, Vazi or Vaz. Vaz. Yeah. I would be Vaz. I would be a glass Vaz that that had a, a perky personality, but would always take pleasure in the fact that knowing that no matter what beauty was placed within me, it was temporary, and I would outlast it, only to live and be what. Uh, Forever. Forever young. Forever yeah. young. Yeah, yeah. You outlast all those all like, those all pretty those flowers that think they come in, they think they're like the bee's knees. Yeah. No. And then like a week later they're out. They're out. They're but, out. There, but there's Vaz. There's Vaz. Everlasting. Always and forever. I yeah. would probably be like a drawer to silverware so I could just scream at people like, <laughs> no! I know you're about to eat a hot dog, but you still should use silverware. <laughs> Open me up. Grab a knife. <laughs> Knife, sure. cut it in half, cut yeah. it again. It's it's like you're eating a bratwurst, just a plain bratwurst. Do that. Oh, but the bread is getting everywhere. That's why you spear it at the side of the bread and you go through. You don't go down right like where you put the ketchup on. No, you go through the side after you've cut it. And that's how you can eat this and not worry about what's getting on your hands. All right. I think you two would be on the show. I would be. I wouldn't make it past the first audition. They're like... <laughs> Bitter out. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, the hand towel in the bathroom would love me so much because they're like, wow, I'm I'm not being like used over and over again because you're promoting proper, the, a proper hygiene starts with silverware, guys. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. I think <laughs> COVID wouldn't have happened if everyone used silverware. <laughs> When the pandemic was like beginning on the rewind with Dana and PJ, you guys should check it out. Everyone listening in the background, I was like, this, they were like, oh, you got to wash your hands. You got to make sure things are great. And I was like, this is a perfect time to just start eating everything with utensils. And they were like, we're not doing that dumb shit, James. I was like, no. <laughs> so the okay. audience at home, if they have ideas for what they would want to be as an animated inanimate object, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag animated inanimate. And if you can spell that correctly, you get bonus points and we will rate your And we'll actually see what you wrote. Yeah. So there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so you could also tag at this movie's gay and it takes number two to Toku. Perfect. Absolutely. You guys got anything else? Uh, no, I think that's everything. Oh, that's, that's All right. Uh, speaking of it takes two to Toku, you guys are going to, it was technically last week, but coming out tomorrow, the talking about Beyblade shout out, it's very good. Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's finally a guest on the show. What? Like a proper <laughs> guest, not me playing a character. Your impression's so good. The guest is playing a character, characters even. Oh, wow. It's good. Sure. It's very funny. All right. Can't wait. Uh, Nicole, what you doing? What's up? No, I'm just wondering what you're, she's plugging something in. Uh, hopefully this doesn't just shut the whole computer down. I'm scared. <laughs> and then you'll be like, hee, hee, hee. That's what you get for ruining my chances of ever catching a hammerhead shark and newly for whatever city Ooh, folk. hammerhead shark. There's new fish that she has to catch. December 1st, they're, they're, in the new update, there's new fish. So I don't want to go today. She's very... been 
hanging out on there, loving the snow time on Animal Crossing. Uh, another one in the snow. It looks like a totally different game. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, Just yeah. full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, guys, thank you for coming. You got anything to plug? Uh, we got It Takes Two to Toku on all the uh, all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our holiday videos. Our though. holiday video. Yep. Yeah, check that out. It's it's our pinned tweet on Twitter. And you'll be on Parlor soon. Parlor, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Moments, <laughs> moments away. Yelling about the lack of diversity in Tokusatsu. Yeah. Not enough white people. Like a crazy person. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. That's, that's it. All we got. Yes. And your guys' YouTube. Or and did YouTube. you already say YouTube? With uh, we got Maestro Ranger doing all the uh, yeah, covers nice. of the Tokusatsu hits. He couldn't. Make we got it. new pins. We're doing a contest now yes. uh, to get a, a free pin. Yeah. You just got to show us show off your uh, pin collection, and we'll. Uh, we're hoping to give some away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're quite smart. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Uh, and for me, guys, go over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod to listen to the aforementioned talking about Beyblade. The name of the episode is how the bricks stole Rip Miss. So that oh. gives you a hint on who is on the episode. <laughs> Then we also have Engaged with Nicolas Cage, which one will be out behind the Patreon wall on the Mostly Speaking Sentai feed, the Moonstruck one, which with Cher. Uh-huh, yeah. So you can get that. You can also get the podcast that be and the Toku Reading Corner. All of this stuff. There's like now eight months worth of stuff. You sign up five bucks. You get all of this stuff to binge listen to. And every single Friday you get a new podcast. It's great. Or if you're on the $10 tier, you get special streams and whatnot. And speaking of $10 patrons, let's give a shout out to them. Starting with Steve F. A.K. Hit People Guy. Then we got Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Ooh, who's that I see? Alex Z, a.k.a. the Waz, a.k.a. the greatest boss this motherfucker's ever had. Kendrick on here, yeah. I didn't know that. He actually allowed to curse on here. I wasn't sure. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, we can We can absolutely. I was saying fudge just to do it. (laughs) Uh, I was going to, this is also, I was just going to be like, you know, I've never had sex with a mother. I mean, like everyone I've had sex with previously is now a mother, but at the time, no one's ever been a mother, but never from this seed right here, baby. I'll never procreate because that's just, that's just rude to the child. Then we've got Orion, AKA the rapper Defo, Kayla, two grapes. Duo Grun Fox, that's two Grun for the, oh wait, that's two Fox for the price of Grun. Tyler Wright, my old friend, my uh, current friend as well, best friend forever. And Elliot W, a.k.a. at Garlic Sunshine on Instagram. And then listen to my rap music and my other podcasts. For those, go to MLMPod.com. And, hey, follow Mostly Speaking Sentai on uh, the, the Twitch and follow Core Winning on Twitch as well. And that's all I've got. <laughs> that's all oh, we got. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I thought maybe you guys <laughs> would say something else. But hey, everyone out there, happy holidays. This is coming out on like a Wednesday. It's a weird episode release, babies. Because this is what I wanted to do. And Corwin, he didn't have anything to say about it. And we could do anything we wanted to as long as it was under 60 minutes of a recording time. But that's because I set that rule. And speaking of which, we're at 59.50. I've been James. I've been Craig. I've been Steve. And, oh, all we do is go, bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye. 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 This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.